Angela Gargano, thanks so much for joining us today. I, I do have to thank you for, for wearing long sleeves. This is a, a recorded podcast on film. And whenever I sit next to you, I get, I get really self-conscious. I need to wear like tighter sleeves or wear something to, to cover up. So I do appreciate you not, not giving me that complex right now. It's very thoughtful of you. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> is, that something, is that something I do have to ask? Is that something you get, you get a lot like when you wear like tank tops or short sleeves? Do people just like randomly ask you that? So many people. I've literally had people come up and grab my arms. That's which is uh, I know that's a which, is, which is definitely personal. like personal space yeah. issue. Um, but I've had people grab my arms. I've had people come up to me being like, "Oh my god, like I want your arms." I've also had you know when I was growing up, I got made fun of all the time for my arms, so I used to hide them all the time. Actually, have you always have story. you? Well, you were you have a. a background in gymnastics. So have your arms always been pretty yeah, muscular? Yeah, when I was younger, I kind of just, my arms developed pretty quickly for gymnastics. And, you know, all the the boys in school would be like, she's a man, she's got man arms. And I would just cry all the time. So I'd be always wearing sweatshirts to cover them up. And I know, crazy. And my mom used to tell me, like, it's 100 degrees out. Like, you need to take the sweatshirt <laughs> you know, off. Like you were worried about was, your, your health from, like, heat stroke I was, right Yeah, now. and I was like, I can't, I can't take the sweatshirt off. They're going to make fun of me. And I remember my teacher being like, when you get older, you're going to realize how grateful you are to have arms like that. And, and I'm like, no, I'm not. And all those boys making fun of you are now signing up for your pull-up program because they're trying to build some pythons. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is always interesting because we we actually met at a, like a fitness industry dinner, and you can normally identify people. Um, like I'm always a little schlubby, and I come from more of like a weightlifting background, so I don't like necessarily look a particular way. But it's always interesting. You can always spot the ex gymnasts because okay. you can always spot because they have fantastic they have fantastic biceps. You can always spot you can always spot the power lifters if they're like jeans are, are ripped or or they're just like their quads are busting out or something like that. So it is always it is always interesting. I try and bucket people. Um, but for you, I, yeah, I didn't know if it was CrossFitter, gymnast, but you actually have a lot. And I'd, I'd love if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your athletic background uh, and some of the context that you've had competing across a lot of different sports now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy now because when people are like, oh, so what have you done? I'm like, I guess I've done a lot now. That's pretty crazy. I've done a little bit of everything, but I started off as a gymnast. So I was a college gymnast. Did that for, I did all four years. I did hurt myself in, in that time. So I had like a, a year was a little bit like off, which is fine. But that's what you were. That was like your sport in college. Like, sport, that's what yeah. you went to college to went do. Went to college for gymnastics, went to Rhode Island College to do, it was division three gymnastics. I like division three because you get to start, you know, like you don't have to like wait, sit on the bench at all. It was a really tight knit community. So it was really yeah. nice. So started with that and then I graduated college and what people don't tell you as an athlete in college is that, you know, they don't, they don't prepare you to not have a coach anymore. They don't prepare you not to be in a team anymore. So, mm. and they, they, you just assume that you know how to work out. Right. But we don't. We don't know how I, to I didn't work even out. I didn't even assume that. I assumed I just didn't know stuff. Yeah. But I can see I can yeah. see that. Yeah, that's so people are like, oh, like so you go to the gym all the time, you probably work out now. And I'm like, I'm like, I actually get really bored in the gym. Like I'm bored. Like I don't know what to do with myself. I miss flipping. I miss my coaches yelling at me. Like, what do I do? You're like, I'm really good at following instructions yeah, in the exactly. gym is what I'm good at. So it was really an eye opener to me. And so I was trying to look for something else to kind of fill that void mm -hmm. I didn't have from it. So I was searching around and I saw fitness competitions, but what I saw was a fitness competition where I could still flip. So it wasn't just like bodybuilding. And yeah. let's give people some context here because we say fitness competition and a listener to the, at, of the Barbed podcast might think, wait, wait, like functional fitness, like off-brand CrossFit, but fitness competition, what you're talking about and what we were seeing, you know, 
eight, nine years ago when you said that it is something different. But give people a little context as to what that entails. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. So everyone also thinks that, you know, bodybuilding and stuff like that is just going up and posing and showing all your muscles, which, yeah, there is categories like uh, that and sure. you're kind of doing that. This was a little bit different because you actually have a three-minute fitness routine that you have to do. So it's kind of like a gymnastics routine, mm-hmm. except it's a mix of acrobatics. It's a mix of strength. It's a mix of dancing. Like, you've got a whole slew of stuff in, in there, which is crazy. Um, so I was like, this would be a great little challenge for me. I'd also never tumbled or flipped on, like, a hardwood floor. It was always, like, a gymnastics floor. So I'm like, all right. Oh, those aren't sprung floors on no, fitness competitions? We're on, we're on, like, a concrete, like... Oh, I just kind of assumed they were kind oh, of like no. a gymnastics floor. Oh, wow. No, so I had to really learn how to, like, take everything there. Um, and also learn how to be more of a performer because in gymnastics it is about the skills. This is a performance. You want to show all this stuff. You want to like you know look to the judges. You know have this interaction in your face. And then after that, uh, you do your team for three minutes. You hop off the stage and then you throw a quick little bikini on, obviously after. And then you get on stage and then you have to do posing to show you know your muscles be all tan and all that. But stuff. you have a nice pump going on after the oh, routine. Oh yeah, I mean no, yeah, is totally. The, the posing's always after the routine. Yes, after the routine. Um, you don't you don't do it back to back, so you have like a little bit of lag time uh-huh. in between that but used to go out and you know they gave me a pair of like stripper shoes and they're like you gotta walk in these and I was like I've never worn heels in my life like I've always been an athlete you're like this is the opposite of what a gymnast does yeah but I actually got pretty good at it because I kind of just took it for what it was and kind of had fun with it and laughed at it you have to be a little more dramatic like when you're on stage or whatever so I started getting into those and uh, I got really addicted to it It was really cool seeing the community there Mm -hmm. Um, it was international so I was able to meet people from Romania from Finland uh my, one of my best friends is now from New Zealand. So it was really cool to be able to do that. And I got really into it. And I was like, you know what? I want to get my pro card and I want to win the title, like the big title. Like what, what is the America. big title? Is Miss, Miss Fitness Miss America. Fitness America. Like that's what I wanted to be. I'm like, I want to do this. So I did it for years and years and years. I was able to get my pro card. I was actually able to get my pro card in a couple other divisions as well. Um, and then I just kept fighting for this title. Uh, and it was cool because... I was known for the person with really cool fitness routine uh-huh. like concepts. Yeah, I mean, your gymnastics background. Yeah, so like I would do, I did Maleficent as my theme ones. I did Mad Max, so I had a zombie on the stage and I fought them off and then I, you know, so I started making it fun. Like, do, you, do you have footage of these we can like embed in the I show notes? I can definitely show you these, yeah. Okay, because like yeah. that's... My, Pretty cool. My, my nerd alarm is ringing big time. Super that's fun. Cool. Yeah. So I did Maleficent. I did that one. I also did my last one was Jungle Book, which was the one I won with, which was a pretty fun one. I, I made a tree and put it on stage. It was just really funny. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you have to see this. So, so um, like you'd go to the gym to, to, to prepare, practice your routine, work on your musculature. And then the other thing you have to do is you have to like build this tree from scratch. Oh, literally built the tree from like literally because the show was in Vegas. I couldn't like bring a tree. So I literally went to Michael's in Vegas and I built a tree and I carried it in there. Let it be known that there's a lot more to athletes than you often see (laughs) at first glance. I just want to say that, especially in fitness competition, apparently. Totally. Yeah. So it was really, really cool. And then you obviously have to like tan yourself completely, but it was really great. Again, I met so many amazing people. I was able to be I was able to win that pro competition. So, so you were Miss Fitness America. Yeah, 2016, I finally got it. I was always like third or second or just something would happen. I had a couple times, like one time I tumbled, I finished the routine, but I like, broke my foot. Like the other time my costume malfunctioned and my pants like fell down halfway. So you like literally saw. I just have that problem. Just, yeah, walk, just, just in, norm, in, normal, in normal life. So on I'm national good. TV, you just see like my crack. I'm like, this is great. Um, So I was like always so close, but it just wasn't making it. So it was really great like that year to actually get that title. But then after I got the title, I was like, all right, I've been doing this for a long time. There's gotta be yeah. something, there's something about <laughs> bodybuilding they, that they did right. And also CrossFit, cause they have like world's fittest, you know, XYZ. Um, it's, it's to make 
the the title like the name of the competition, this title that you become, like you, you become Miss Fitness America. You become <laughs> Mr. Olympia. It's not like, Oh, I won this competition. It's I, I am this thing. There's yeah. this moniker that you, that you get. It's like, if you want it, you have to come get it from me. You have to like fight to, to beat me at it. And it was so cool be, you know, winning the title for the pros because that is the best of the best. So you weren't just like winning like a random title and not with, like I was with a pro top, like top, like with the best people I wanted to be. I didn't want to just win with like random people. I wanted to win with like the best. So it was really, really cool to, to finally make it, to finally do that. So then after I did that, I, you know, actually during this whole situation, my friend randomly was like, I'm trying out for American Ninja Warrior. So I was really good at like videography stuff. So I helped her and uh, had a videographer help her make her video yeah. for a submission. And as I'm doing that. And this was in like 2016-ish? 2000, yeah. So, yeah, maybe it was 16, maybe it was 15. Actually, maybe it might have been 15. Um, so like during like fitness competitions I got in, so I was doing it at the same time at one point, which is crazy. Um, so my friend was like, all right, you know, I don't want to get in her way. So I helped her make the video and the videographer was like, you should be signing up for this because you're, you're a bar specialist in gymnastics. You can hang on. Like, what are you doing? You're like little old me. No. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to get in anyone's way. Whatever. I already have this thing. Yeah. Whatever. And I want it like whatever. So he made me a video. We made it really quickly that day and I got on and she didn't. Ooh, um, is, was that, was that awkward? Yeah, it definitely was. It was awkward. I felt bad and I, I was expecting her to get on too, actually. Um, so I was surprised that she didn't. Uh, but I literally had two weeks to figure out how to do an because I wasn't training for it. Like, I didn't know what to do. So in Rhode Island, there's this awesome little gym they had in the back of somebody's yard in the middle of the woods. So I started going there and training outside. Like all very the time. Rocky-esque. Oh, like. it was crazy. Uh, so I was literally outside just, you know, working on the salmon ladder. Uh, actually, the first day I started training, I broke my nose on the salmon ladder, but that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, so started training, and then I went to Pittsburgh, and I competed and I just fell in love with it, the next sport. It's the community. Being on set was really cool. I really loved being on the camera with all the lights and yeah. on the set and whatever. And I do. I actually thrive like that. Yeah. I really thrive when I'm like on a stage almost kind of thing. Well, it seems like all the sports you've done, there's a lot of individualized attention. Like it's your routine or it's your performance or it's all very like routine based. It's you. Yeah. Just for a set period of time going as far as you can in a course or like doing a three minute routine or something. Exactly. You so it was super, super cool. Uh, so we competed, you compete overnight in Ninja. That's actually changed a little bit now, but uh, we, I competed at like three in the morning. Uh, so did pretty good on it. And then I was like, you know what? I really like this sport and I really like these people. So I want to continue doing this. Mm -hmm. So I, it was perfect transition because I was like, I'm kind of over the fitness competition thing. I've done as much as I could. I'm ready to like be an athlete and really like start climbing on things and hanging and whatever. So tried it out again uh, two more times and then didn't get on actually. And then wound up getting on finally on season 10. So I was on season seven and then season 10, I came on. And I was ready. Like, I was fit. I was ready. My mind was ready. Your nose was healed up after that. My nose first was, I mean, I still had a bump on it. But yeah, I was healed up and I was ready to go. And I get on uh, set and I'm doing an amazing job. I would have been the top five woman or whatever. Just And I was crazy. I was like, wow, I feel so strong and great here. And then when I landed, I completely tore my ACL um, <laughs> off the wing nuts. And on live television in front of everybody, I'm just sitting there with my holding my knee and I was shocked because I was like, that's nothing you'd ever expect to happen. Like right. you're the strongest you've ever been. You feel amazing. So this is crazy. So I really didn't know what to do at the time. So I was just depressed, like super depressed for at least two months. I'm like super strong to nothing. 
actually owned a gym at that time also. Um, which is, which is like the crazy. most stressful thing. Yeah. I'm like owning, fitness. A, owning a gym, trying to be this, this great, you know, leader for these people, but I'm sitting there depressed. I can't walk. I, I, I knew I had to get surgery again. So, uh, but I realized at that moment that I'm like, you don't really know how long you're going to have your body. You don't know how long you're going to be able to do these things. And I could be a voice for those people who want to give up. So I decided to get my, get my butt up and be like, I'm going to do this. So I actually came back 11 months later, competed again on the show and crushed it. So you might see that if you watch American Ninja Warrior, you'll see me on there. You'll see me hurting myself and then you'll see me coming back and making it to finals and thriving through it. And did they, did they kind of bake that into the production cycle? Like that comeback story? Was that part of the narrative? Oh yeah. It was, it was literally the commercial for it this year was me just falling and hurting myself (laughs) (laughs) like over and over again. And I'd never seen it. So I like Uh, go on live. I'm like looking at TV. My mom's like, is that you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. She's like, I didn't realize you hurt yourself like that. And that's going to be terrible for your mom because she just has to watch her her beloved daughter just hurt over her knee and over oh, again and just like kept on loop but it was cool once you saw the comeback because you saw this amazing uh this comeback 11 months later and just how i was so grateful to be up there i walk up actually on season um season uh, season 11 getting all mixed up season 11 i have my brace on i walk up and i rip the brace off and then i run the course without the brace so i've <laughs> i've had uh, I've a both broken my nose and had a, had a knee surgery after an athletic injury. Uh, Eleven months seems like a pretty quick comeback from an ACL tear. Yeah, it was too quick, but I, I was like, I'm doing it. Okay, too quick. Was that when you why why was it too quick? Because you definitely need. I mean, for a full ACL recovery, you need about a year to maybe a year and a half to really get like to be, be confident and like really want right, to push right. yourself. Two years, you start to feel like a lot more normal. Uh, but I was determined. I'm like, I'm coming back and I'm just going to do it. Uh, so it was definitely still stiff and still feeling fun, like a little clunky, but I did it anyway. How is it now? It's good, actually. I still have to go to physical therapy. I go once a week, no matter what. Just want to make sure you keep up with it no mm. matter what, because what happens is you start to feel complacent and pretty good. And then yeah. you stop doing all your exercises. And then all of a sudden you start feeling weird pains. So it's really important to keep up with it. So do you have any plans to compete again in the future? So, yeah. So I applied this year. Uh, I have not gotten a call yet. I'm actually pretty surprised because I made it to top five last year. Me, me and three girls made it the furthest. Uh, so I was really surprised that I didn't get a call yet. But I really do believe everything happens for a reason. Uh, may, I might be in a different region, possibly. It's television. They may not like the story this year. Who knows? You really don't know. Yeah, it's it's... It, you can't take it too personally. You at can't. A certain point. It's still television. And what I want to show this year is that, you know, I'm not going to just disappear from Ninja, right? You can still go test the course. Mm-hmm. You can keep yourself nice and strong. Like you shouldn't be getting strong just for a TV show. You should be getting strong to get strong. You know that, what I mean? That might be the, the most meta advice, but also like weirdly specific advice. You shouldn't get strong just for a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> boy, boy, boys and girls, get strong for yourself. It's like, oh, that... That was never my motivation, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to know that. What it does training for ninja competition look like? Like, take us through when you're preparing for a competition, take us through like a week. A week, I, okay. Yeah, so it gets pretty intense. You have to be a little bit careful with training like this because it's a lot on your body, right? Mm-hmm. So if you overdo it, you're going to get injured, something's going to happen. So uh, I had to really strategically set out my schedule to make sure that I was going to be the, like really fit. And did you have a co- did you have a coach for this? I actually, yeah, I have a coach in his in Mass. His name's Jordan Thurston. He's, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, he owns a Vitality Fitness, and he 
he basically signed me up randomly for ninja competitions, which I love him. Like ones that are on, on the TV show. Like he's like, he's like, you're going to do it. I'm like, right. okay. Cause you want that competition experience that all helps exactly. you kind of maintain your poise and your experience. But I always was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm strong enough. And he's like, no, you're strong enough. He's mm -hmm. like, I see that you're strong enough for this. So yeah. So he sends me, we, actually what's fun, interesting is I'll write out the plan and then he'll kind of tweak it. Like mm -hmm. he'll be like, all right, you need to do this. You need to add a little bit more here. It's really great to have that eye on right. you. Cause you can't be objective about yourself. You're going to end up programming a lot of stuff you're good at and that you enjoy. Absolutely. And you're not going to work those weaknesses like you should be totally so you definitely need somebody so uh, I go to the ninja gym twice a week so I have to I have to physically I'm in New York right now so I have to drive to a ninja gym they're in New Jersey you know so there's a bunch in New Jersey there's one in New York I just went to the other day so we'll go twice a week we'll do course runs all sorts of ninja stuff obstacles a lot of times we'll try and map out what we think the obstacles might be for the TV show or whatever so you definitely need to work on agility you need to work on the work wall you need to work on big liches Weird landings. Is, is that, is that guess, some guesswork? Because you, you don't know exactly what's going to be on the court. When do you find out what the course looks like in a competition? Technically that day. Oh, wow. And they don't let you go on it. But what used to be, what used to happen is a lot of people kind of spy on the course and mm. see what they were building. So they would actually replicate what they were thinking, which is super cool. Like they're just literally in a night, build these things overnight. Like we're going to, we're going to, you know, we had this obstacle, uh, this, what was it called? Like the cone one I did this year. Literally somebody replicated it in two days. Insane. Built it out, everything. That's no harder than building a tree in Las Vegas. <laughs> that's true <laughs> for a fitness competition that's true so it's pretty cool uh, this year is different because it's indoors so we won't really have that spying ability oh, keeping it under lock and key yeah it's going to be different during like well unless you know unless the virus doesn't do it anymore, but that's a whole other story oh we are uh, but for reference we are recording this in in mid-march yeah. 2020 <laughs> it might not come out for a while but in new york city we're kind of in the middle of, of coronavirus some stuff so. going on right now so, uh, yeah. so yeah so you kind of just kind of figure that like kind of figure out what you think you know want to work on but you need to work on agility having fast feet you need to work on getting up the wall power on your legs so we work on those things so we do those the other days i do sprints so two days of sprints and then i do um a lot of strength and conditioning work to make sure you're not going to get injured. So we're doing a lot of hanging mm. and pulling, right? So you got to do decent amount of pushing, right. rehab on your arms. You got to do stuff on your legs, making sure you're working your hamstrings. So it's all mapped out strategically, but I only do two days of obstacles because you want to make sure that you're fit. How many training days do you have a week then? I'm definitely training like six days a week at least. Okay. I, I definitely get one full day that I just chill though. Like I don't do anything. Are you doing any are, are you doing any heavy barbell movements as part of this training? So I actually do a decent amount of deadlifting because the deadlifting is really, really great for your hamstrings, mm -hmm. especially with my knee. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what people do is they're very quad dominant with a lot of this stuff. So yeah. it's really important that you are doing some kind of hamstring work of some type. Yeah. What other, um, you know, what, where else might you look for inspiration in, in training? Like what does an average, you know, strengthening workout look like? What move, what moves are some of your go-tos I should say? My go-to. So yeah, so, uh, definitely the deadlift. I obviously love to do pull-ups, uh, but we need to, I try and do the pushing movements instead. Lots of push-ups. I'll do chest presses and things like that. I'm trying to think of what else. A lot of it is body weight movements, but yeah, mm -hmm. if, we, if I'm sticking to the barbell, definitely. Yeah. Still just deadlifts, squats. Bulgarian lunges. Oh, everyone loves yeah. and hates those. Oh, they're the best and worst thing. But in the we'll world. do some cool ones where you work on explosive power with them, cool. right? So you put your foot up and you'll do, you know, you do a weight at first and kind of explode up. You get rid of the weights or jumping onto mats and stuff with one foot. Are you doing a lot of plyometric movements in training? Definitely a lot of plyometric. You want to have power, right? We're trying to be powerful. We're trying to be fast. So that's why you know, lifting heavy is real is good, obviously. But you can't lift so heavy all the time, otherwise you're not going to be able to move. 
Yeah, you're not trying to squat 700 pounds. Exactly. You're trying to propel your body weight through space. Exactly. So it's a nice balance. You should. It's so important to do all those movements, but you have to have like the right balance for it. Do you have any tips for anyone who maybe has never tried ninja competition before, but is interested in kind of exploring that as a training methodology, maybe something they might want to eventually compete in? I definitely think that if you're looking to get in a ninja, there's a lot of ninja gyms that are opening that people do not realize are around. Uh, I want, I'm trying to help people like they're telling, like going around to all the different ones and showing on my page, like this is where you can go and things like that. But I definitely think they should just get themselves into a ninja gym, get into, there's a lot of adult classes. Don't be scared. What's cool is the community is really cool. Like mm-hmm. they're really great people and they're not going to look at you and be like, what do you mean? You never done this before? Like you don't know what you're doing. Um, what well, you didn't do somewhere. ninja growing up? You yeah, weren't like, on you weren't on a ninja team in high school. Yeah, I think that's what's so amazing about the community is I've literally when I train, I'm training with you know 18 year olds. I'm training with some kids sometimes. I'm training with people who are like maybe in their 40s or mm. 50s who had just started. It's just cool because it's such a mix. It's, there's never like just one type of you know age or anything. There's a bunch of different people. Do you need to have? Or do you recommend folks have a certain base level of strength or certain kind of movements they need to have pretty pretty down pat before they start dedicated ninja training? Um, I mean, I th- I definitely think. I mean, you can start you can start with a ninja training basically no matter what your level is. But I mean, you d- essentially you need pull ups because you're gonna be you're gonna be on a hands. lot a lot of pulling <laughs> a lot of hanging a lot of hanging. You got to be able to hang on something. You got to be able to pull. Like it's very very important, and you got to be able to have quick feet. I think if you can have those two things, you're pretty solid. What is the most under appreciated aspect of ninja that you that you think people don't necessarily get unless you've actually kind of competed in the sport? Oh, so I think underappreciated is that people just assume that if they're really, really strong, they're gonna be able to totally crush it and kill on the course. Totally not. That's what I'm assuming. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna try out for this. It's gonna be easy. I'm, I'm absolutely kidding. I think I get destroyed. But, to, but totally not the case, actually. So you'll see these people who are really strong. You have to not only have the strength, but you have to have also the endurance to get through it. With you know, cl- climbing on so many different obstacles. Yeah. How long is a, on American Ninja Warrior, for example? How long does it take to generally go through a, a course for people who might not watch? So the it show? might take three or four minutes, but that's a long three or four minutes. Yeah. Like that's, that's, it's your, about the length of a fitness routine. It's about, about the length of a fitness routine. Yeah. So it worked out good for me. Um, yeah. So it definitely can be hard. And I definitely think that you need to make sure that you are training. You might be really good on the obstacles, but mm. you need to train them connecting them. If you're not connecting them to do a whole course, it's a completely different game. That's like going into CrossFit, having done maybe like a max thruster on its own and back squats on their own and pull-ups on their own. But when you're asked to do them in the same workout in Metcon, it's a different different. environment. You have to make sure that you're doing these things together and really showing. Just same with Spartan races, right? You can be an amazing runner and good at obstacles. If you don't put them together and test them out, like you're not going to be able to do it. Also being on stage. So that's, that's so I'm definitely not the strongest ninja for sure, but I'm really good at being in front of the audience and mm. being on stage and being able to get myself mentally prepared for that. You have to be mentally ready to get through the courses. Who else, who do you most admire in the ninja community? It could be, could be a coach, could be a different competitor. It, I mean, you can't I, say I, yourself. No, I absolutely love, I love Jesse Graff and I just love Jesse Graff because you know, I love the way she trains and I also love the fact that when she didn't do so well, she didn't sit there and like cry about it and be like, well, whatever. She said, all right, no, what can I do next time to improve? She also talked about the things that she did improve on because she had a lot of pressure on her. She did an amazing job and then came back and it had some random falls that people would be like, oh my God, like what did you mean she had falls? And instead of being like crying about it and being like, oh, like 
I was just so horrible. This is and just giving up. She was like, no, what can I do to be better? This is, this is important for people to see that you do not, you know, don't always make it like, what can you learn from this? Do you get recognized in ninja gyms? Like, do you walk into a new ninja gym and people are like, that's Angela. Yeah. It's just really actually crazy. Cause I actually just went to a ninja a national competition and all the kids are also competing mm-hmm. as well. And I had so many people take pictures with me and come up to me and be like, we watch you, we love you. And they're tagging me in photos. And I was shocked because you don't really feel that way. You know, I'm just still just Anne, just a normal person. Well, it's also like living in New York. Everyone kind of minds their business. Like, you know, I, I, you sit across from a subway, like a celebrity on the subway and it's just like, no, like don't acknowledge them. Everyone keeps their heads down. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are, but like you leave New York city and there's not quite that veneer of like, Oh, keep to yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So definitely. But a lot of people are noticing more, which is really, really cool. Uh, and also I just, the fact that they are noticing me, I want to be representing something that really can help them. Like there, I feel like I have not like a duty, but I kind of do now. Like I want to make sure that these people like feel encouraged and that they feel like they can do things as well. Cause I came from literally nothing from, I was never this strong. I, I had to go through so many of these obstacles with my injuries and stuff like that, showing them that they can do it too. Have you met anyone else who's broken their nose on the salmon ladder the first time they try it? I definitely would. I'd break a lot of stuff. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. It's so funny because I just like this bump is always here now. It's always a reminder. Like, oh, but just drop that on my face. It, I have a video of it too, actually funny. It, if it makes you feel any better, I broke my nose. It was at least three. It actually might have been four now that I think about it. Three or four times in the same calendar year once. Oh my god. So mine's all mine's all sort of messed up. And if you're if you're watching at home on video, you can see a nice side profile. Exactly. Yeah. Just it's like, like have, you, have you seen a star is born? Yes. With Lady yeah, Gaga, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when she does the like, like runs this. her finger over the nose thing because they tell <laughs> oh, her. Wait, don't touch your face. <laughs> oh, 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 we're not supposed to. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Wow, wow. Well, we didn't touch you. That's one thing. That's when, true, yeah. when you came to the office, we didn't fist bump, we didn't high five, we didn't hug, we didn't even elbow bump. We just maintained our distance. So, I'm, I'm going to sanitize right after. Yeah. This. yeah. <laughs> it, it still matters even when you're recording a podcast. So on something completely a completely different note, but actually a related note because we were talking about pull ups. Something you're really big into and something that I think you're becoming much better known for, maybe even more so than Ninja Warrior, is getting people pull-up proficiency. It's kind of becoming your thing, which is which is really, really cool. And it's actually how I I think how I was introduced to you. It's like, oh that's Angela. That, that's she pull-ups. does pull-ups. So I was like, <laughs> what do you mean she does like what do you mean she does pull-ups? There's more to it. It's like, no, she she has a pull-up program. She teaches people pull-ups. How did that kind of originate and how has it evolved to to become kind of your thing? So I definitely used to always my clients would come into me from Ninja and they'd be like, Oh, I want to learn Ninja. First thing I said, you really have to, you have to get pull-ups to be able to hang. So I started teaching them pull-ups and then I started working in the city. I work at this gym called Performance House and I started training Liz Plosser, who's the editor of Women's Health. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, I want to get a pull-up. And I was like, let's do it. Let's get you a pull-up. She's like, yeah, but I need to get it like in two weeks. I was like, Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Cool. And I saw this as like a really cool, exciting challenge. So I had her take a video of and her. And she's not starting from a, from from nothing. I mean, she has a base level of of strength here. Base level of strength, but when she was hanging on the bar, she couldn't pull it all. Like okay. I have a video of her just like flailing around, just could not figure it out, whatever. So I'm like, all right, this is a really cool. I'm really excited for this. And when you get excited as a trainer to do something like this, like that, you can, they can tell, right? They can they feed off that energy. I'm like, all right, what can we do? So I'm like, all right, if you want to do this, really in two weeks, you got to work out every day. Like you got to be working on this every day, something that's going to relate to it. She's like, all right, no problem. She did everything that I gave her for two weeks and we, we mapped it all out to make uh-huh. sure she got it and she got it. And that was just such an amazing feeling for me as a coach. And then also to see her videos side by side, like obviously transformation videos are great, but to see a pull-up transformation video. In two weeks. Two weeks. In two weeks. Two weeks. And to see her go from literally flailing to pulling herself up. Amazing. Why two weeks? 
So we actually had, um, so this is a whole other thing. We actually had a woman's health, uh, it was actually a naked shoot. <laughs> I did a shoot for them. It was kind of like the ESPN body image okay. situation. Um, and she, as her editor's letter for that issue, uh, wanted to do a pull up. Um, not naked. She was, I was the one who did the naked part. She did the editor's. I got to be honest. When I started this line of questioning, I did not imagine it going de- yeah, go, yeah, it going yeah, down yeah. specifically this path. That, that, that's what, that's where I went down. So uh, she really wanted it for her editor's letter and talk about the transformation of her body and how and she stopped focusing on what she looked like and started focusing on getting pull up strength and working training on training for strong. performance, not aesthetics. And then her body just transformed. So it was pretty cool to do that. So once I started seeing that and seeing how this confidence she got, all mm-hmm. of a sudden she had the pull up, all this stuff like that started looking around online and noticing that there was really nobody who has a pull-up program. There's literally nobody who does something like this. And I wanted to make a program where not only are they getting their pull-up, but they also feel that individual attention. Mm-hmm. They feel that love. Because just like nutrition, you can't just give somebody a plan. You really, everyone's different, right? So you're going to need to adjust things and stuff like that. Well, there are pull-up programs in so much as there are like squat programs. It's like follow this, this template. It's basically like a spreadsheet. Exactly. Right? And and there's not necessarily a coach behind it. It's something you like download from a website. Look, honestly, we have some of those on Barbend. It's like, you know, here's a, a recommended series exactly. of exercises, reps, sets, and over the course of a few weeks, you'll get toward a pull-up. And that, that isn't, I'm not going to say it's not effective, but what you do is you're like actually working with the people individually. Yeah. So I'm working, it's an interactive pull-up program. So we were talking about that before. So we have calls every single week. They're on an app. So I actually will see that I make them send me videos of their pull-ups all the time. So I'm watching videos all the time. I only take 30 people at a time in the groups right now uh, so that I can really pay attention to them every single day. I go on there, go every single week, talk with them. And really adjust. I mean, I have, a, again, same thing. I have like a template, but I need to, I need to add something right. for their pre- template or make sure that they're getting, but it's definitely proven to work. So it's been really cool to see people go from zero to like five. It, I mean, it's, it's like anything. Like even if you work with a nutritionist, they might start with a template and they adapt it based on your exactly. specific needs and things. So and, super important. And I think that's what, what I really wanted to show. And I you know, have like my big, my vision for, the, for this program is I really want them to show how much you know, I care about them as a trainer. Again, there is so many of these templates, which again are fine, but I want them to, this is the program where you're going to come in and you're going to get intention and right. you're going to feel that connection with your coach. I'm with you like the whole way. And there's a level of accountability too. Yes. It's like someone's watching, it's like a spreadsheet doesn't watch you. A spreadsheet doesn't send you a message no. be like, hey, did you do your exercises like, today? Like, why didn't you do these three days? Where right. are you? <laughs> I mean, well, I'm sure we could use artificial intelligence and the spreadsheets could, well, then they'd take over. We'd have like a Terminator situation there. Exactly. Um, what other movements do you think in the fitness space deserve this kind of attention and might not be getting it? Oh, that's such an interesting. I never really thought of something like that. I feel like the next progression obviously would be like a, like a muscle up mm-hmm. or something. I feel like there's definitely not enough of a breakdown to, for people to actually get that. People get really, really stuck. The I, first time someone explained a bar muscle, a strict bar muscle up to me, by the way, they were just like, okay, you do a pull up. And I was like, yeah, cool. Got that. And they're like, and then you just do this and you go over the top. And I was like, what? Yeah. It's not how it works Crazy. for most people. I also think that squatting would be great also because I know for me, when coming back from my knee, I'd, I had a really big hard time trying to figure out how to squat. You know, you, everyone's stance is supposed to be different. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's like, how do you actually put, where do you put the bar on your mm-hmm. back? Like a lot of the times this stuff isn't explained. There's just videos of people doing it and it's not broken down. Right. If you can break it down into pieces, I think it's really, really cool to see. Well, you could argue that any movement in fitness can benefit anyone can benefit from individualized attention, right? Totally. Like a powerlifting coach will will help you figure out exactly where to put the bar, exactly how to stand, exactly what cadence to use. A weightlifting coach will break down your snatch and try and rebuild it. Although no one ever, no one ever really perfects the snatch. Yeah, it's not just. Let's, like, be, <laughs> let's be honest. You, you don't do weightlifting unless you want to be frustrated for your entire life. Um, but that, that's that's interesting. Has anyone approached you and been like, "Cool, I have a pull up." 
I want to do the same, like I want to do the same thing for, for something else. And you're like, I don't have a program for that just yet. Yeah. So a lot of people approach me and try and ask me for other stuff too, but I'm like, I just want to specialize in just my pull-ups like that. Right. Cause that's what I feel very confident in that I can help break it down for you even more. People always come to me about obviously core exercises is a whole other thing. And they'll come to me about nutrition, which I'm going to be working on something for nutrition, but it's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be a nutrition program. It's going to be a guide to how to eat like an athlete because it is important when you're doing your pull-ups also right. to, and when you're doing any workout yeah. to do the proper nutrition. But let's explain why. Like mm-hmm. if you understand why, it's a little bit easier to do it. Well, just like training for aesthetics and training for, for performance can feel very different. Eating for aesthetics and eating for performance, very different. A lot of people might know one but not be super familiar with the other. And what's interesting, if you just work on that strength and you are eating to fuel, you actually will look just as good as the fitness competitions. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, like I was kind of like depriving myself of a lot of things. <laughs> You're before. like, I made that a lot harder than it needed to be. It didn't need to be that hard. It just didn't need to be. Yeah. Well, Angela, where is the best place for people to follow along with what you're doing? Uh, definitely on my Instagram. So it's Angela underscore Gargano. Um, and then you can also go to my website whenever uh, www.angela-gargano.com. All my programs are on there. I have all the features, anything. And I always tell people, feel free to reach out to me. Like that's what this is all about mm-hmm. for me. I'm not one of those, I hate saying the word influencers, I'm not one of those influencers who's not going to answer you back. I really want to help and try and help you get to your goals. So that's an open invitation to slide into the DMs as long as it's about DM. pull-ups. Yeah, pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> open invitation, pull-up DMs, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Angela, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Of course, thanks for having me. This is great. 